All right, round two. Uh, sorry, everyone, for the technical uh, difficulties before. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna soldier on. We're gonna see how this works. Uh, welcome to the Mongols podcast, part two. Try to sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Kev. With me is Justin. We had Steve. We lost Steve. We don't know what what's gonna happen with Steve. We're having a ton of technical difficulties, but it's gonna work out. We're still gonna we're we're gonna we we can't avoid. This is this is how bad we don't want to talk about the Charlotte game. It's like we're 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 you know <laughs> orchestrating all of this stuff, but we have to. Let let let's talk about the the Charlotte game again. We're gonna we're gonna kind of start from start from the the beginning again. Uh, kind of have a truncated spark note version of the conversation that we just had, and then add any add anything else that we haven't talked about previously, and then and then we'll wrap it up. Um. So uh steve is in the studio i am i'm very hesitant to ask steve um i'll steve i'm gonna all right we're gonna add steve and steve if, if this doesn't work out, i'm done just, just know i love you very much but if you start cutting out i'm just gonna kick you out of the studio and if, if you start going. cutting out i'm gone before you can do it so sounds good all right cool um so once again truncated version of this uh we go away to Charlotte, lose one nil. Uh, you know, don't put in a good performance. Uh, create, you know, have have some subs in the previous Loudon game from 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 a five nil win uh, back to to a one nil loss. We continue our our struggles against Charlotte, even though you know we kind of break that duck earlier in the season. Um, I mean, my my general perspective and take on this game was, you know, it started terribly. I I I, I tried to keep count. Mm -hmm. I was watching. I was watching the game, and I was like, "All right, you know, we let we let up two big chances in the first eight minutes. Okay, we let up three big chances in the first twelve minutes. We, I stopped counting after like five big chances in twenty minutes. Um, you know, we, we I think we started this game terribly. We finally, I think, you know, we, we get a pretty clear cut chance around like thirty or something. Cicerone finally, you know, gets a chance and, and almost puts it in. But uh, but we didn't start strong. We were flat. We didn't press. Um, you know, Lily was in full voice at the beginning of the game, trying to get everyone up the field um we look tired uh you know we still create chances we only lose this this game one nil maybe that's the only silver lining um is that it could have been a hell of a lot worse um but wasn't a good game and it wasn't something that gave me confidence going into a to a hard stretch to finish up the season here in 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 six uh six more games um justin is that about how you feel uh does that does, does that reflect your feelings or, or how'd you read this game Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, like, yeah, it's not an encouraging performance going into the last stretch of the season. Um, Charlotte, you know, Charlotte is uh, – Charlotte's obviously a good team and seems to have her number. You know, I don't I don't know what it is about Mike Jeffries that um, seems to be able to get on top of Pittsburgh. Um, but I think, like, we um, – you know, in a lot of ways, I think we could have come out stronger. Um, yeah, I mean, we struggled in the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes a game. Finally got a couple chances. You know, I do think looking at kind of the momentum, there was a good stretch of the second half that we were kind of on top of the game. Mm -hmm. But I just think at some point this team, I mean, I think overall this season, I think I thought this team needs to learn to kind of put its foot down on a match. And, and when we can get on top of a match for a good stretch of time, like put a couple goals in or at least one and, um, you know, get us started momentum wise. I thought maybe Loudon was the start to that. Of like, okay, we finally down on a team, but but even that game, it was like one nothing until the 60th minute, and then we scored four in 30 minutes. Um, and so just hoping that like maybe 
this could be a little bit of a kick in the pants of like this isn't going to be a, a, an easy stretch. Uh, you do have a lot mm-hmm. of teams with Charleston, Hartford, and Tampa uh, to finish the season, so we do have to kind of uh, get stuck in games real quick and not uh, not wait until there's ten minutes left and we're down one nothing to kind of get into the game. So um, hopefully it is sort of a kick in the pants, but definitely with a rough performance for sure. All right, Steve. What did you right. think of this game? Am I here, Kev? Are we I good? think you're here. I think you're okay, good. good. I think we're all right. This seems to finally be working. Um, I, I said this in attempt number one. Um, I felt like it's not so much that the Hounds were poor. I mean, we could have been better. Um, but Charlotte came out. They had a plan. They executed that plan. Um, part of that was really strong defense. And yeah, you you said it right. Like it could have been 3-0 20 minutes in. It wasn't. Danny Vidiello was phenomenal this game I, I think maybe in the first half especially maybe one of the best games he's had all season for us um he had some big big saves um uh, yeah I, I I guess I if I'm gonna ask the question um is it the type of thing where the player selection was wrong I, I don't know but like I don't you're trying to put out the best players and you know like you got to get everybody out there and you got to fit them in and then you got to make choices. Right. So that's what Bob was doing. And do you, do you think those are the best week, players? Maybe he would have selected a different starting 11 and maybe it would have turned out differently. I don't know. Um, moral of the story for me is we've got to find a way to win games like this and we can't get pinned in by a team that's coming out and hot like Charlotte has been. Yeah. Justin, I mean, Justin, do you think those are, our, are they like, do you think it's our best starting 11? Um, yes, somewhat. Mm. I mean, I, I'm, I, I think we're missing pieces still in a, in a, in a little bit, like we're missing a few pieces. I'm not sure exactly what they are because I don't want to say like a goal scorer. We have a goal scorer. Cicerone has like 13 or 14, whatever he has now. Um, but I think like, I don't, I don't know what our strongest side appears to be uh in this game uh i think i mean i think it was pretty close to what our strongest side is um yeah it kind of depends i don't know is it, uh, well let me let me let me bring this up down the stretch i was gonna say let me bring this up i i had something in my notes that i was thinking about um while we were watching this game you know while i was watching this game they threw up the injury report and you know i was reminded that dequa has been has been out justin i can't remember what side of the debate you fall on with dequa i know you and mike go back and forth with Dequa. Was it Dequa or was it Mensa? I can't remember. Uh, Mike was a Mensa guy. I'm a Dequa guy. That's what it was. Um, so but so I know earlier in the season, from memory, what? It was kind of a three-pronged attack with, with Dequa, Dixon, and Ciceroni. At times, feeling very front three-ish. Um, all right, we, we might lose Steve here. Uh, adios, adios, Steve. Um, but uh, at, at times, feeling very front three-ish with like, you know, Dequa in the middle, Ciceroni and Dixon on either side. I'm wondering, I mean, ever since Dequa kind of dropped out, um, it, it, from, I mean, from memory, I mean, it's a pretty different system. I mean, especially in this game, Ciceroni felt very isolated up top. We see Forbes maybe getting a little higher up the field as well, and, and, and Dixon as well, obviously, too. But how much do you think, I mean, I, I feel like I'm cherry picking here because I think, you know, we've had really good results without Dequo in the lineup and, and playing in the system. But 
you know, now I'm thinking, you know, do you think maybe the absence of Dequa maybe putting a little too much pressure on Cicerone or do you think, you know, do you think maybe just another body up there can, can maybe get a bit more out of Cicerone or, um, you know, if we push Dixon higher up the field, I don't know, th th but this thought got in, got into my head of, you know, how much are we actually mi missing Dequa? Maybe both, both what he brings kind of individually with his, you know, unique skill set, but then also maybe just a player like him in the system to maybe get more out, you know, get us higher up the field and, and get more, even more out of Cicerone or Dixon. I mean, that was a good, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good thought. I think, uh, I mean, one of the things that somebody, I, I think in attempt number one of this said in the chat was just like, we were, we were kind of set up to bunker and then counter and we just were never effective on the counter. And I think that that's where Cicerone and Dixon excel is, is those, quick plays on the counter getting up the field uh ending up you know two you know three v two two v two um you know on the back line and i think like because of the talent of fuchs and roberts and um uh i'm forgetting their left back a, a more i think is his name um uh, because you know because of their talent i just didn't feel like we ever got on the counter like and 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 johnson on the other side was kind of pressing our outside backs the entire game and so I'm just not sure that we ever, you know, Dixon was kind of never able to get free from that. Um, and when Dixon's not able to get free and, and be on the counter with Cicerone, I'm just not sure we're, we're as effective. Um, I, I like um, the player that I, I have liked over the last couple of weeks that I think helps that a little bit is Perez and putting Perez on the other side from Dixon. Like that allows kind of two kind of creative fast players uh, you know, supporting Cicerone. In this game, we didn't we didn't have that. You know, we had Forbes kind of playing that outside back on the other side or the outside, you know, wing midfielder spot um, on the other side from, from Dixon. And then, you know, we had Wharton and Griffin, who neither of which are going to really push up the field all that much, um, kind of playing the other side. So I just, I think like we're, we're kind of set up to be a counter team. And when the counter doesn't work, we don't work all that well. And so that's why I think like a result like the Loudon game sort of happened was Loudon was down, pushing, 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 pushing. And then that just allowed us to get on the counter three or four times, you know? So I think that that, um, that's the struggle there with, with our lineup and not having someone like Dequa where Cicerone and Dixon can both be kind of supporting Dequa. Um, so I think that's where we're missing Dequa. I think Perez gives us that look, but I think Perez is still, young and inexperienced but I, yeah um, showing good signs of of what he can be yeah i agree i, I like the press shout especially here we'll stay with you justin we'll, we'll use a comment because you know i don't usually get to pick comments and, and highlight them so now <laughs> i'm going to make the most of it um but liverpool reject saying you know we need a holding midfielder who can connect play or griffin needs to make better decisions how, how do you how do you feel about that <sighs> I mean that's where I miss, that's where I miss Forbes in the middle of the field and and kind of connecting things with Griffin. I think like you know when he's a little bit more outside, he's not he's not able to connect play as much. Um, not that he's not able to influence the game; he's just not able to connect play as much. Um, I like Warden. I like what Warden's brought to the team um, for sure. Uh, I just think maybe without that extra attacker. Um, and I, yeah, and I think the challenge for Bob too in lineup decisions with the with the attacker thing too, is like without Dequa, you have no, you don't have as many options on the bench, 
you know, like you start Cicerone and Dixon and like, that's what you start with. That's what you have. You know, if you have Dequa, then you can sit one of them to start the game. And then late in the game, when you're needing a goal, you can stick another one on the field and like have that extra legs and extra attack. So um, what, like, but you're right. I'll... I was going to say like, no Williamson love. Williamson's a hard one for me. I like he's talented for sure. That's why he gets drafted by an MLS team. Yeah. But he's on loan here. Like, and I just think the challenge with loans a lot of times in in you know USL is I'm not sure those guys are fully committed to playing for the team they're on. You know, they want to, you know, he wants to be back in San Jose, which is fine. Um, that's where you got drafted from. Um, but I think you got to perform here. He has had good plays on the season. I won't. I'm. I'm not gonna. I just think Cicerone's a better player. Oh, for sure. I think yeah. Dequa's probably still a better player too. Yeah. I think Dixon's a better player. So I think, and all of them have more experience. You know, Williamson's still a guy who's a year out of college. Um. You know, and and yeah, you kind of expect more because he's loaned down from the MLS team, but like, he's still at the same spot that Wheat and some of these other guys are that are just a year out of college. You know, so. I think he's still trying to figure out the game, and that's part of the reason he's on the loan here is he's still trying to figure out the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think I, 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 I sometimes I feel a little bad about Williamson because I feel you know he. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if I had to guess, he maybe gets two starts, three starts this season so far, and everything else is you know ten minutes here, twenty, you know, fifteen minutes here at the end of games, and he has to kind of do the most of of what he what he has with that. I completely agree with you. I mean, I. There are very few, if any, USL players that I would pick right now ahead of Cicerone on our team. Um, and and for what Dixon provides, I mean, kind of same thing. So, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily justifying any kind of position for him in, in that place. But I wonder if maybe he can he can. I mean, he gets he gets on as a sub in this game. Um, but at some point, I wonder if he's kind of knocking on Bob's door, being like, "Look, give me more than ten minutes here, so I can work myself into the game, and I'll show you what I got." And and I think that I mean th- that could be justified, but you know, it's it's hard, especially when we're, when we're in the position we're at and, you know, we need points, um, you know, particularly let's, let's kind of, uh, move on to that. Let me pull up my graphics on it. Look at that. All right, cool. So I just put up on the, on the screen for those of you just listening who aren't watching live, um, just, you know, the, the table, um, as it stands in the Atlantic division right now, uh, just, you know, very quickly, Tampa in first with 52 points. We're in second with 47, Miami third, 42, Charlotte 37. And there's a few games in hand there that are kind of swapping back and forth. Um, I mean, Justin, how 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 does this table look for you right now? I mean, we have six games to go. Uh, three of those six, half of those, you know, games are against the first and, and third place teams in the Atlantic Division against Tampa and Miami. Uh how do, you, how do you see this shaking out? Yeah, I mean, for for me, I mean, part of it, yeah, you obviously want a home playoff game. I mean, that's obviously going to be important down the stretch uh, if you can get that home playoff game. I mean, the other part of it for me is, like, you, the other three games are against, uh, uh, against Charleston and Hartford. So I think, like, part of me is getting, getting wins in those three kind of, ice is the top four if you you know if you get my drift there like if you if you beat charleston twice you beat hartford once um you're kind of putting charlotte yeah like you're helping charlotte out and getting them into the playoffs you know um 
it's like it, at this point Miami's in, we're in, Tampa's in. Uh, it just depends on 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 a positioning there. But I think like Charlotte isn't going to catch us, so so we're kind of in a top three battle right now. And so, yeah, the games against Miami, obviously important. Um, but the games against Charleston and Hartford, I think you're kind of at, at least clinching a place in the top four. Um, so it's like you can kind of go about it either way of focusing on both game, like both sets of games. But, um, you know, I'd like to get us, you know, have us get a couple wins down the stretch, but it doesn't really matter who they're against. If we're getting wins, like we're going to be okay, I think. Yeah, no, I I think I feel really confident about our, our kind of position for the playoffs. Uh, I just I think that game those games against Miami are are huge. Um, I think the the Miami games will help define whether or not we get the home playoff game. Um, I've said it for before sure. in previous podcasts. I'm I'm almost weirdly less concerned about the Tampa game because I mean what Tampa at a minimum. I haven't looked back past five games there, but that graphic kind of illustrates to us that, you know, they've won five of their last five games. They, they, they hit a stumbling block in the middle of the season, but they started strong. They're ending, you know, they're getting a lot of momentum right now and and they have five wins out of the last five. It's going to be hard for, for, for us to catch them. Um, And so I think, you know, our, our attention has to kind of turn to Miami who's also been playing well, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, what Dequa and, Josh Gatt, I think, are the last people that are on the injury list. You know, we have a somewhat full squad. I think, you know, based off of the conversations we had, yeah, we'd like to have Dequa, but, you know, those are the breaks, and uh, and and we're in the home stretch now. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of going over uh, the, those games to kind of finish up again uh, here with the, with, the, with the truncated uh, second try. Yeah, six games to go, four games at home, two away. Both those away games are against Miami. Uh, so yeah, Charleston home, Miami away, Tampa home, Miami away, Charleston home, Hartford home. Um, I mean, Justin, how do you, I, you know, I always hate when Michael, uh, Mike, Michael, <laughs> Mike, uh, asks us to, um, kind of, pre- you know, predict outwards, but, uh, so I won't ask you, you know, like how many wins do you think we'll get or, or anything like that, but I guess where, what's, what's your mental state kind of going into, into the six games i'll give you i'll give a quick preamble i mean everything before this before the charlotte game i felt good i mean i was talking about you know last week's podcast i was saying you know what this is the kind of run-in that i'm i kind of like you know it's it's forcing us to stay sharp towards the end of the season rather than kind of limp into the playoffs against you know playing two games against loudon and then one against red bulls or something um all of a sudden one game and, and I mean, one game against Charlotte where we lose away from home. It it's more than that too. I mean, it, for me, it's not just the losses, how we played. I think we played pretty poorly. I think we looked tired, uh, which was unfortunate, but um, so, I mean, you know, my, my kind of my mental place w- with where this team's at is, is a little shaken after one game. Uh, I'm disappointed in myself for even saying that, but, uh, but with, with the games that we got left, and with, with the with the result against uh, Charlotte, where, where's your head at with this? Yeah, I mean, you guys talked about it for a long time last week. I mean, Charlotte has been a team that has had our number, and even this season has had our number. You know, um, obviously going back into history, it, it it's a team that has had our number. But even this season, we've struggled against Charlotte. I think for me, like. Um, yeah, I almost want to see how the next two play out or so. 
and see kind of what we bring in those games before kind of making a decision on where I feel like the team is at. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed by the way they, they came out against Charlotte, but it's a, it's a team that we've struggled every time we played them. Um, so like, can we, can we go to Charlotte? Like, can we have Charleston come here, get a win? Um, and then those next three, I mean, having to travel to Miami, come back to Pittsburgh, travel to Miami, you know, that's a frustrating yeah. set. You know, you're doing it on, on week breaks, but like, that's a frustrating set of, of games. So I just, I mean, I feel like we've got to get some results there. Um, and so, but I think if we can, you know, if we can get results in the next two, um, you know, that sets us up for a good, good run into the end of the end of the season. Um, you know, you are still sitting there. There are games in hand, but you are still sitting a couple points ahead of Miami where they probably to catch you might have to get both games, you know, win both games against you. Um, and so I think if we can get results in Miami, even if those are just two draws, like I think that sets us up well for the end of the season. Um, I do hope I just I do just hope because we are kind of the team who I guess is leading the number of games played or, or we've had kind of our busy stretches of the season toward the middle um, and not having like not having midweek games like, yeah, I would hope we'd have, you know, time to rest, time to get game plans together and all of that and then finish the season strong would be my hope. And so, yeah, I feel good. I mean, it's a Lily team. And that, that also just gives me hope, you know, having the coach that we have um, gives me hope that we'll we'll turn in a good performance toward the end of the season. And I do think, like, over the last couple of seasons, you know, given the last game of the season, usually being against a team who is out of the, well out of the playoffs, has really nothing to play for, um, has also has nothing to lose. Like, you know, teams do crazy things when they have nothing to lose. So, like, I think that that, um, you know, hopefully towards the end of the season here, you know, Hartford might be in, you know, Hartford might be in a position to sneak into the playoffs or those sorts of things. So, you know, they won't want to lose the game, but they'll want to win the game. And so they'll try balancing those things rather than just like all out attack, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think the schedule's setting up well, uh, it depends on our performances over the next two or three to where we're going to be for those last three games. And so we'll see, but I feel good. I just feel like we need to show how good we can actually be against some of the better teams in the in the conference. Yeah, no, I agree. And and you mentioned uh, you mentioned Lily. You know, it's a Lily team and everything. Um, I, I, I this is this is I'm digressing a bit here, and it's not really relevant to any conversation. But I think it's fun. Um, I think you know we we have. Pff, probably like four or five times a season we have the conversation around Lily and how much we love him and you know what the rest of the league thinks about him and is he underrated blah blah, blah. I, I don't know if, if you caught you know if you if you listen to the announcers uh, throughout the game but I feel like the past few games I don't want to say he's getting like over overrated but man they are talking highly of Lily like I'm like they were talking the announcers were like oh he'll take like you know you know, a, a, like a great goalkeeper in college and turn him into a striker. I was like, will he? Like, that, that feels ridiculous. <laughs> like, they're, I think they're like ascending him to like God level status and manager. Don't get me wrong, I think it's amazing. But uh, it's I, honestly, it's getting to the point where, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think we can have a conversation around at least, at least from how the announcers talk about him that he's ever underrated. Uh, I think he's, he's getting his, his well deserved praise at this point. <laughs> I think part of the reason for that is like, 
I, you know, it, it, at some points this season, I look at this team and go, oh, yeah, this is one of the better teams we've had over the last three or four years, you know. Uh, at some points, I watch this team and I'm like, this is not as good as, like, and especially the back line. And I think that's where Lily has, ex- I don't, I don't want to call Lily a defensive coach anymore because I don't think he is that. But I think, like, you know, you look at the back lines he's had at different times. You know, there was a point several years ago where we were starting, what, Joe Greenspan, Hugh Roberts and Toby Adewale, like yeah, on the back, in the center of our back line, you know, with with Jordan Dover and Ryan James. Yeah, I don't know if all those five ever started together, um, but you're looking at that kind of line back line, and now you're looking at you know Shane Wee, a guy straight out of college who seems to be good, but definitely has some rough edges to his game. Yeah, you know, Mikel Williams is is pretty good. Um, you know, I think. Kilwine's finding himself. Jelani Peters is finding himself. You know, I think these guys are, are figuring it out. I think Ezra Armstrong uh, as a kind of an attacking outside back has been good. Um, I'm not sure his defense is as good as his his attack, but um, but it's like he's he's now got this team into the second place, you know, with a few wins down the stretch here. We'll kind of ice second place. If Tampa stumbles, you know, maybe we even sneak into first, you know. And so I think that, that that to me is showing how good of a coach he actually is. Um, but you kind of wish you were working with a budget, uh, a budget or or whatever, working with the same level of teams we've had over the past couple of years, or even specific players, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think, it, and you're right. I mean, I, with when you compare, yeah, Dover, Greenspan, Roberts, Adewale, I mean, throw in Funky Zeal too, you know, and, yeah. and Ryan James and everything. And and compare that to like you know the 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 defense that that we've been running out with this season. I think you 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 balance that out perfectly for me. I I don't necessarily think our defenders are bad defenders. I, I, rough edges I think is yeah. perfectly kind of illustrates it. And honestly, I'd be I mean hmm, <laughs> I was gonna say I'd be happy with this same defensive setup next year because I think every single one of them improve. And I've said it throughout the season. I think I mean we we put a lot of responsibility on these center backs, and so. To put a lot, put to put all the responsibility that we have on them, to ask them to constantly play out from the back, to ask them to play a high line. I mean, there there are times earlier in the Charlotte game where, you know, they'd try to keep that high line and they'd keep it pretty well, but then our midfield wouldn't press and they would just make a simple run off the shoulder and then they get in and and so I think we ask a lot, but yeah, I mean, it's when you're it, it's like you don't want to you don't want to follow Greenspan and Vonky Azil. Um and and I think currently that's just unfortunately the situation that they're in right now. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's a different kind of narrative, I think, um, with Lily in our defense. Um, but uh, but but yeah, I think and you know, there's a lot of responsibility on them, and I think uh, I think we'll be better for it next year. Let's wrap this up. I feel pretty good about that for a second for a second attempt. Twenty six minutes felt felt pretty smooth. We unfortunately, uh, you know, had had all the technical difficulties. Uh, had to drop Steve, but you know, we we cranked something out there in the end. Yeah, yeah. For a second attempt with having to drop a cast member mid-show and <laughs> all of that, you know, I feel like we did. I feel like we did pretty well. I, I think we did pretty well too. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, so go help support the the podcast by going over to mongols.com, click on support the show, and become a Patreon follower. 
Weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. Uh, check out Rough, Roughneck Scarves at roughneckscarves.com. They make scarves. They're pretty cool. I'm stealing this, these lines from Josh from last week because they're really succinct and nice. Check out Icarus FC at icarusfc.com. They make kits. They're pretty cool. Check out the Beautiful Game Network at bgn. Uh, bgn.fm. They make podcasts. They're pretty cool. Otherwise, thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks, Justin, for hanging in there. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Uh, We love you. Sorry that you had to drop out. uh, And uh, we'll talk to you very, very soon.